My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Rich Devinney is a retired Navy SEAL commander who completed more than 13 overseas deployments, 11 of which were to Iraq and Afghanistan. In his 20 years as an officer and SEAL, Rich was involved in the specialized SEAL selection process, which whittled a group of hundreds of extraordinary candidates down to a few of the most elite performers. As the officer in charge of training for a specialized command, Rich also spearheaded the creation of the SEAL Mind Gym that helped SEALs train their brains to perform faster, longer, and better, especially in high-stress environments. Since his retirement, Rich has worked as a speaker, facilitator, and consultant, training more than 5,000 business, athletic, and military leaders. Rich shares his work on his website, theattributes.com, and in his excellent book, The Attributes. I hope you enjoyed learning from Rich Devaney today, because I certainly did. Well, Rich, it's great to connect today. It's an honor for me to be speaking with you. You've lived a life that few people can possibly appreciate or really even imagine. And as you think back on the things you've learned, what lessons would you most like to pass on to others? Yeah, well, thanks, Nate. For thanks for for having me and and giving me the opportunity. I, I think um, as a as a young officer uh, going into the Navy um, and proceeding through a kind of a career of of always being an officer, so always being in charge of something. Um, one of the the very distinctive lessons that I picked up was that. Uh, being in charge and being a leader are two separate things. Um, one is a position and one is a behavior. And when it comes to leadership, um, we actually, we don't get to self-designate. In other words, we don't get to call ourselves leaders. That's like calling yourself good looking or funny, all right? <laughs> Other people decide whether or not you are someone they want to follow and they and they do so based on the way you behave. So, so these leadership behaviors are very elemental. The way we behave towards others allows someone to make the choice as to whether or not we are someone they look at as a leader, someone they'll follow. I always say, if you if you call yourself a leader and you look back and there's no one following you, I got bad news for you, right? You're not you're yeah. not leading anything. And so, and so as I think one of the keys that I learned about leadership is it's the way we behave. Um, I was always in charge of something um, in the Navy, but whether or not I was a leader depended on how I was behaving, what the people in my span of care thought of me. And I've had I've had several people come back and say they enjoyed serving with me and serving with me as their leader. Um, but I know that there are people who didn't think of me that way. I mean, <laughs> they probably wouldn't come and say anything, but um, but it's all about how we behave. So, so behaviors like authenticity, uh, decisiveness, empathy, um, uh, accountability, um, these are all behaviors that, uh, that induce the uh, the desire for people, uh, selflessness, the desire for people to say that's someone that I want to follow. And 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 I know in the military I've had experience um, with this. Like there 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 have been people who who outrank me hierarchically, and and I look at that person, I say I wouldn't follow that person anywhere. And meanwhile, there's someone over there by the water cooler who has no hierarchical rank whatsoever, uh, and I say I would follow that person to hell and back. And it's because of the way we behave. So I think that one of the most important things we have to understand is is if you want to be a leader, you need to behave like one. That's how you be a leader. Yeah, fantastic. I uh, just started teaching leadership again this semester, just had my first class on Monday. And one of the first questions I asked the students, just to get them thinking a little bit is, uh, you know, is, is managing the same thing as leading? And does having a title make you a leader? And 
And I love your point, which I am actually going to incorporate into my class now. I'm going to say, and you know, we basically come to the same conclusion, but I like your phrasing. Look, one is a position, but the other is behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, you know, management and, and again, we term terminology matters. And I know we could, we could, we could define management uh, in, in different ways, but the way I see it is like, you, you can manage a machine or right? you yeah. can't lead a machine. And the difference is people, right? You know, you lead people, you don't manage people, you lead people. And so, um, I mean, I guess you could be managed, but even supervisor, I always got a joke, like, you know, how many human beings want to be supervised? You know, wh when was the last time we were supervised? It was probably, I don't know, at a, at an eighth grade dance yeah. <laughs> or, or, or in the kindergarten classroom, right? It's right. No one else wants to be supervised. And even those kindergarten kids don't want to be supervised. Right. So, so we lead people, um, and we, we manage machines. And, and the other thing I'll say, uh, just in terms of, in terms of these behaviors, I think one of the most important behaviors is accountability. Um, and this idea that I own, uh, I own my decisions. I own my own, I own my decisions. I own the consequences thereof, whether good or bad. And the other thing I always, I learned and now try to tell people is that as a leader, you can always delegate responsibility, but you can never delegate accountability. Um, and this is, this came, you know, this was apparent to me several times. I, I can just remember one time we were doing some training. I was commanding officer of a SEAL, of a Navy SEAL squadron, and, and we were doing some jump, some parachute training. Um, and uh, and for this particular uh, training, we were actually you know throw our our boats out of the out of the airplane. They were going to parachute down. We're going to follow them and, and get into them. And I had the guy the guy who was running that uh, training was a brand new jump master. The jump master is really in charge of the jump and getting everything get together, and specifically in charge of when to say go, when to jump out of the airplane because it has to be a, the spot has to be has to be on target. And I remember um, uh, we were doing this. It was it was it was you know middle of the day and and uh, over water. Um, and uh, and as we did the jump, what happened was the boats went out, and then we were we were getting ready to go out and and meet the boats. But but the spot was completely off. So we we uh, we we landed way far away from where we were supposed to. Um, and so when we got back uh, from that, obviously you know we we can all swim. We all you know got ourselves you know got ourselves yeah. cleaned up and got back. And then the debrief, we went through all the things that that um, that went on. Uh, and, but ultimately the, the 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 conversation came back to me as the commanding officer, and I said, listen, um, first of all, if we had gone out there uh, and everything had gone right, we wouldn't have learned anything. Um, but second of all, this is something that I own, right? I you know I delegated the responsibility of that drop to my jump master, right? But but the 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 fact that we didn't make the drop, I was still accountable for. And I think um, this is really important. There are leaders out there. I would say there are people in charge out there who try to delegate both. Um, they try to delegate responsibility, and if something goes wrong, they they push it away. They cut ties. They you know they they let that person loose. Right. That's not what leaders do. Leaders take accountability for that. So you can delegate responsibility. You can never de delegate accountability. Is a is a real uh, poignant lesson for me, and should be for any leader. Yeah, I love that lesson. It, it, it made me think of a couple things. Uh, I was talking with a Harvard professor yesterday, Todd Rogers, mm -hmm. and his research for the last 20 years has focused on how to write in a way that people will actually read it. You know, so you got to do all these things like make it easy on the reader and and be brief. And the approach he takes is, look, if somebody doesn't read what you wrote, it's your fault. You can have the most beautifully written email that has all of the detail and all of the information, but if you can't communicate to them, if they don't read it, if they don't want to read it, if they're not motivated to read it, it's your fault. Yeah. And it's just interesting to me that I love that mindset 
we're talking two totally different fields. We're talking about, you know, in the military and jumping out of an airplane. And we're talking about whether or not somebody reads your email. But I love that mindset of, look, I got to own the outcome. Yeah. And, yeah. and it just makes me yeah. think of the phrase extreme ownership, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, Jocko's a friend and we talk about that. In fact, Jocko and I joke, uh, he, he actually... He actually, if he, he said if he could do it again, he'd take extreme out of that because extreme in any case is usually bad. But ultimately, the lesson is we own this stuff. And one of the things that accountability also allows us to do as leaders, it allows us to take control. Um, as soon as we point the finger and place blame, we cede control of an environment of a situation, right? And I remember distinctly there were, there were, there were uh, times where something would happen, and I, I technically had no uh, had no uh, responsibility in what happened, but I made a decision to own it because by owning it, I could take control of it. I could actually shape an outcome. So, so accountability also allows us to put ourselves in the driver's seat rather than blame, which immediately cedes our our position to the back, and we're we're giving someone else control. So it it really operates in in two very distinct ways. You are. Uh, you are taking ownership of what's going on in order to understand it and um, and and really take uh, take take your own blame. Um, uh, but you're also taking control of it so you can actually shape and learn from it in a positive way. So it's uh, it's really powerful. Yeah, really interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't quite thought of it like that. Uh, I've I'm really interested in sports psychology, and and I know in the military you probably talk a lot about you have to worry about the things you can control and you can't worry about things you can't control but we ideally we we want to expand the number of things we can control mm -hmm. and as soon as we start pushing blame on somebody else it's like we're we're giving up the ability to control things you know the the point of control the things you can control and and don't worry about the things you can't control isn't to give up as much control as possible. It's just to right. help you find the right balance. But ideally we can control, you know, I hate being out of control in my life. I, I want to control as much as possible. Yeah. Most people do. And, uh, and, and everybody looks at it in a, in a leader. I mean, when people look at leaders or decide or choose leaders um, it's, it's because that person is, is, um, is competent and capable of, of taking control. And I, I think it's uh, so one last uh, thing is people have asked me before, um, are uh, our leaders born or are they made? And my answer to that is neither. Uh, they are chosen. Uh, they are chosen by the way we behave. Um, and so uh, and so these these behaviors, whether it be accountability, authenticity, selflessness, empathy, humility, um, all these behaviors are what embody and allow someone to choose uh, you as a leader should you behave that way. You know, I, I love that approach as well because in, in my leadership class, we spend the first uh, about two or three weeks kind of talking about personality traits of leaders. Uh, and, and we talk about this, you know, are they are leaders born or they made? And so we talk about, well, here are the correlates of, of leadership. But ultimately, where we get to in the class is what really matters in leadership is, is what you do. And I, I, I just love the simplicity of, of your phrasing here. It's not about being born or being made a leader. It's about being a leader. It's what you do that determines whether or not you're a leader. And then depending on how you behave, uh, people will either follow you or not. Yeah, 100%. Well, Rich, I, I could listen to you for hours. I, I know you have so much incredible hard-earned wisdom, um, but th that makes these lessons all the more valuable to me that this is what you chose to share. Really appreciate your time. Uh, wish you all the best. And I look forward to our paths crossing again in the future. Thank you, Nate. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Nickels and Dimes. What a fantastic leadership class Rich just taught. First, being in charge is a position. Being a leader is a behavior. And we don't get to self-designate ourselves as leaders. That's something others decide based on how we behave. So if you want to be a leader, you have to behave like one. Second, the behavior that Rich chose to focus on was accountability. A leader can delegate responsibility, but a leader never delegates accountability. When Rich was commanding officer of a Navy SEAL squadron, he delegated the responsibility of a jump to a new jump master, and the team missed the mark badly. When debriefing, they discussed two things. First, what they learned because of the mistake, and second, that Rich owned the results. He had delegated the responsibility, but he was still accountable for the team missing the mark. Third, by taking accountability, we increase our control compared to when we blame others and give up control. Rich routinely took accountability for the outcome of things that technically he may not have been responsible for, but by taking accountability, he could take control of a situation. In summary, leaders aren't born or made according to Rich. They're chosen based on their behaviors. And one of the most important behaviors for leaders is accountability. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. Nate Mickle here with three requests and one suggestion. First, if you would like a quick summary of these lessons delivered to your inbox, sign up for Nate's notes at natemickle.com. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Third, if you give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. And now a suggestion. If you're like me and want to remember all of the lessons shared in previous episodes, visit the list of lessons page on my website, natemickle.com, to see all of the lessons that previous guests have shared. Thanks for your support.